Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Lauren Interviews podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. So today's format for this episode is a bit different because I'm not interviewing anyone, but there is a lot of news that I want to share specifically about two different topics. So I want to update everybody um, about Jeffrey Epstein's victims and some of the lawsuits that are going on and some of the people that have been subpoenaed as of today. Um, Today is April 3rd, 2023. So um, in addition to that, I'm also going to give everybody an update on um, the... Oh, the 2015 murder, it was recently ruled a homicide of Stephen Smith, whose death was connected to the Murdochs, specifically Buster, although nothing has been proven. Um, there's been quite a few updates in um, the exhumation of the body uh, of Stephen, and um, there's, gosh, there's new persons of interest, and there's just a lot of things going on. So first of all, I um, I also just want to say that, oh my gosh, the um, recent school shooting in, in Tennessee, not to make this like a horribly depressing episode, it it's really affected me. And I have just been so upset. And sending my kids to school this morning was like bittersweet because we were on, you know, school break the other week and we were away when this happened. And I was just, I was shook. I was stunned and I found myself crying. And um, this morning when I just hugged both of my kids, I was like, wow, I, I can't believe this is the world that we live in. And I... I just have such a horrible feeling that I just don't think anything is is going to change. Um, that's my sentiment right now, and I'm just I'm completely gutted over this. And um, anyway, let's get to uh, Jeffrey Epstein. So, okay, so if you read in the news, um, this started coming out in in December. These lawsuits against the U.S. Virgin Islands and specifically J.P. Morgan Chase by Jeffrey Epstein's. Um, sex and human trafficking victims. So um, a New York federal judge ruled that the U.S. Virgin Islands and women who accused the late investor Jeffrey Epstein of sexual abuse are allowed to proceed with lawsuits claiming that J.P. Morgan Chase knowingly benefited from participating in Epstein's sex trafficking crimes. So um, these lawsuits basically state that they turned a blind eye to what was happening because they were benefiting from it. Um, so Jeffrey Epstein had been a client of J.P. Morgan from the year 2000 to the year 2013. And I mean, let's not forget, in June of 2008, Epstein pled guilty um to state charges, one count of soliciting prostitution, one count of soliciting prostitution from someone under the age of 18. And he was sentenced to 18 months in jail. Um, So they had a secret uh, arrangement that the U.S. Attorney's Office agreed not to prosecute Epstein for federal crimes. I mean, obviously, you know why, because (laughs) this corruption goes all the way to the top. And if you don't acknowledge or think that it does, then you are very naive. And and this is exactly why these type of headlines are not 
splashed across the front page or the front of every website, every newspaper, every news outlet, because, I mean, you know, they're not allowed to. So let's just acknowledge that right there. So um, as of today, Google co-founder Sergey Brin and the Hyatt Hotel heir Thomas Pritzker are reportedly among a set of business people subpoenaed in this lawsuit over J.P. Morgan Chase's link uh, to to Jeffrey Epstein. So um, they are going to be subpoenaed uh, just to, uh, I think they have to turn over emails, I believe, and they have to turn over, um, I think it was some, let me see, re- just anything directly involved in the case that could potentially have relevant information about its parties. So this is interesting to me. I am happy that, um, you know, people are finally doing something about this and, and digging into some of these people because, uh, I mean, not that anything's going to happen because let's let's not forget Jess Staley. Um, if that name doesn't sound familiar to you, um, Jess Staley was J.P. Morgan Chase's former private banking chief, and he was also the former CEO of Barclays. Now, the fact that this guy hasn't gotten like nabbed on anything um, is absolutely killing me. So let's not forget in 2010, Epstein and Staley, they found these emails between the two of them um, referring to Disney characters. So Staley emails Epstein, that was fun. Say hi to Snow White. And um, (sighs) Epstein replied, um, well, one side is available, Beauty and the Beast, and no one could really figure out um, what they were talking about, although, you know, it was... um, it was assumed they were talking about young girls. And uh, J.P. Morgan Chase basically commented, this case is legally meritless and should be dismissed. Are you mental? Like, literally, are you mental? Like, this is <laughs> this is so ridiculous. I mean, sure, legally meritless. Okay, fine, whatever. Let's continue. I guess, sure, that people can't, um, legally, you can't, you can't figure out who Snow White is or Beauty and the Beast. Sure, fine. Um, but we all know. So uh, another email that Staley sent Epstein was, I'm in the hot tub with a glass of white wine. I owe you much, and I deeply appreciate our friendship. I have few so profound. Um, and then about a month later, he wrote to Epstein to say how great it was to have been able to give him a long, heartfelt hug. Super weird. Um, and then Epstein allegedly sent him back two pictures of young women. So um, to me, that's crazy that uh, Jess Staley is is still just like living his life when um, we know for a fact those two were in cahoots. It's factual. He visited the island. Clearly, Snow White means a young girl. We know what happened. Um, and Jamie Dimon. I mean, he is, you know, he's the the CEO of, of J.P. Morgan Chase. I mean, this is... This is absurd that uh, he is just, he turned a blind eye to this. And I know that he's involved. Everybody should know that he's involved. So it's just, it's crazy to me. And then um, something that I recently discovered that I'm just upset with myself that I I didn't see um, this in real time because it happened in December. Specifically, I believe it happened on either New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. 
But um, the U.S. Virgin Islands um, attorney general, her name was Denise George, she was leading the charge for this lawsuit um, uh, for these these women. And she filed the lawsuit accusing J.P. Morgan Chase of turning their, a blind eye. And um, the governor, I could not believe this, the, the Virgin Islands governor, Albert Bryan, confirmed that he fired her because he felt blindsided by her um prosecuting and 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 um just gosh executing on this case and I am just shook to my core this woman was doing her job and the last time I checked I mean you see illegal activity that that's your job I don't see how you would get fired over this but again the corruption goes all the way to the very top so um now uh, a judge a New York federal judge did rule that um the U.S. Virgin Islands and women who accuse Jeffrey Epstein of sexual abuse can proceed with these lawsuits, claiming that they knowingly benefited from participating in um, the sex trafficking scheme. So um, the judge said his name is, um, let me find it. His name is Jed Rakoff, U.S. District Judge Jed Rakoff. Um, he dismissed some claims in the lawsuits, but he said the plaintiffs can try to provide that the banks knowingly benefited from participating in the sex trafficking scheme. And if they have, obviously, um, enough evidence, then, hey, they're going to win. He also said he would explain his reasons for the rulings in due course. So I'm really interested um, to see where this goes and to see if we're going to get more information. But at this point, I I don't have much of any hope just because um, the way everything has been buried and everything has been covered up and there's just way too many powerful people involved. Um, it's it's sickening to me. And I just, like I said, I, I just have no hope. Um, but you know what? I guess we'll see. I reached out um, to a few people for comments and um, that were sort of involved with this. I haven't heard anything back yet. But I will definitely um, update everybody when I do on on the next podcast. So um, after this quick break, we are going to discuss um, the updates on Stephen Smith. Most weight loss plans are one size fits all, not taking into account each person's individual needs. Noom is built for your psychology and your biology, meeting you where you are. Noom Weight uses psychology. That's why they say losing weight starts with your brain. But it also takes into account your unique biological factors, which also affect weight loss success. The program helps you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have cravings. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available for pre-order wherever books are sold. And here's your prescription. I know just the pharmacy to get this filled. Who are you? A pharmacy benefit manager. A middleman your insurer uses to decide which medicines you can get, what you pay, and sometimes even which pharmacy you should go to. Why can't I go to a pharmacy in my neighborhood? Because I make more money when you go to a pharmacy I own. <laughs> no one should stand between you and your medicine. Visit phrma.org slash middleman to learn more. Paid for by Pharma. Okay, so really quickly, um, I did get a text back from 
one of my acquaintances who is an attorney, um, a criminal defense attorney, actually, um, at actually, you know what? I can't even mention that. <laughs> Let's just say he's a criminal defense attorney. Um, so I asked if he thought if these lawsuits against JP Morgan Chase would have any legs to them. Um, and his answer was, it seems like a stretch on the surface, but maybe not. Um, banks are now getting jammed up with money laundering claims and other white collar crimes where there is provable nexus that that bank had knowledge of wrongdoing and was facilitating the crime. And then he basically says, you know, it's the bank may have had some knowledge that Epstein, um, was kind of a dirt bag and he was facilitating something that wasn't great, but they didn't know the, um, actual details of it. So I guess that checks out. But what about Jess Staley? Again, he seemed to participate in in this scheme knowingly while also working for JP Morgan Chase. And and I know how that is, right? Like like you know, we my husband, he's friends with his money managers. I mean, they go to dinners, client dinners, whatever. You become friends with your clients and you develop these relationships. So, you know what? I kind of think it's bullshit. I think that I think that they had every idea of what was going on, and I think that they should all pay for it. So anyway, let's go and move on to um, Stephen Smith. So um, again, if you listen to this podcast on a regular basis, you know that I interviewed Suzanne Andrews, who was the founder of Standing for Stephen, um, before this case became a media sensation. And um, she was able to get him a headstone because he didn't have one. She raised a ton of money. Um, and then, you know, when she gave it to, to Sandy Smith, and she was just basically the the first person that really stepped up to help. Sandy Smith. And, and, you know, I know that everybody has the same agenda here, right? Like, let's get justice for Stephen. But I can't help but notice that um, she's been completely cut out of this whole advocacy for Stephen. And she doesn't seem to mind. Um, you know, she she just wanted to do her part and, um, you know, raise awareness. And, and she has. And she, you know, I, I was on Twitter today and I, I've been retweeting a lot of what Eric Bland, the attorney for um, the Smith family, has been saying. And Suzanne pointed out, like, he totally spelled Stephen Smith's name wrong, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's just, ugh, I don't know, like, maybe he just wasn't thinking lawyers are lawyers. It just seems like really inconsiderate. Um, I know that if I died and someone spelled my name wrong, I'd be a little annoyed or I would think maybe it's a little disrespectful. But anyway, um, Eric Bland announced today on Twitter, actually, um, that they're offering a $35,000 reward that came from the GoFundMe that they set up for the exhumation and the autopsy for Stephen Smith. Um, For anyone that has tips about what happened to Steven. I am just afraid that this is, I mean, I don't know, like, wouldn't people come forward before the money? Like, I don't understand why that's supposed to, to me, that's just asking for um, horseshit tips. Because again, this case is already like a media sensation, documentary this, documentary that. Um, it's This is definitely making uh, the front page of, of every news outlet. So I don't really think you needed the 35 grand. I think you're going to get the crazies. Um, but 
uh, Eric Bland did announce uh, over the weekend that they were able to exhume Stephen's body and um, do the autopsy. So I'll just read quickly um, what he said on Twitter. He said, this is Eric Bland's Twitter. He said, my partner, Ronnie Richter, and I, as attorneys for Sandy Smith and on behalf of Stephen Smith, names bald wrong, would like to thank everyone who contributed in the exhumation, transporting Stephen, protecting and guarding Stephen while he was being re-examined, and the second autopsy being done, transporting him back, and then putting him back to his final resting place this past weekend. Oof. A tremendous amount of planning went into this past weekend by a lot of people, including the funeral home, coroner, DHEC, the excavators, doctors, um, and at least 12 sled officers. The biggest thanks goes to sled chief Mark Keel, because without him, this could not have gone on without a hitch. Chief Keel gave me his word and followed through on it. I would also like to thank many... Sorry, I'm laughing at that because I'm like, why did they just look over his death in the first place? This wouldn't be happening if they actually had investigated it. But yeah, go Chief Mark Keel. Anyway, um, I would also like to thank many of you in the press who had a suspicion what was going on, but did not press further. Press me further. I also would like to thank Mandy Matney. She's the journalist that started um, the, the podcast about the Murnaws a few years ago. And David Mose, who spent the weekend comforting Sandy, who was seriously grieving for her son. Finally, I would like to thank my associate, Scott Mongillo, who oversaw everything and was our boots on the ground. I now believe that Stephen can rest really rest at ease because Sled and our team are going to do everything possible to find out how he died. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I mean, that is, is the update for now. I, I also want to point out, um, that I was shocked to read, um, on News Nation and the Daily Mail that, um, gosh, a tipster made police aware of two potential suspects. So, um, these suspects, Apparently, they someone called police in December 2015 to report two young men that they saw that they say hit Smith with a truck. The tip was discussed in a police phone call between now retired uh, Captain Corporal Michael Duncan or Captain, sorry, Michael Duncan with the South Carolina Highway Patrol and former Hampton County officer Nick Jin. So neither the tipster nor the men were identified because nobody had been charged with the crime. And um, Officer Nick Jin, or Gin, I don't know how to pronounce that, sorry, said, this is what I was told. He said, person one came over to the house and told me that person two was drunk and hit something. He said he went back the next day to see what he had hit, and he saw a lot of police out there. And then he learned by media that someone had been killed in that area, and that's why the police were there. Um, supposedly he had fixed his mirror. He patched up one of the mirrors on the truck. So, um, it, it would look like nothing happened. So the recording of the phone call between Duncan and Jin was reported by local media outlet Fitz News. So this is crazy to me. I'm like, wow, wow, wow. So, um, besides the fact that, you know, I do feel like the media is really pushing Buster Murdoch in in um, the death of Stephen Smith. And I have to admit, I went on record with Suzanne Andrews and I said, I think Buster is guilty because of what I read in terms that um, in terms of the the 
Murdoch name being mentioned over 40 times uh, during this investigation as to, you know, who could have done it, right? Why would people say that out of the blue in 2015 when they nothing had happened yet with the Murdochs? Why would they say that? You know, Paul didn't have his accident. Gloria Satterfield didn't have her accident. Why would they say this? Um, and then number two, why did Buster and Paul call their father 15 minutes after um Stephen was found and and you know only they were only like a mile away from um the the highway in Hanson County where he was killed. To me that was like okay, no, he's guilty. Now I'm kind of thinking, man, I I don't know at this point and and should I feel bad for Buster in in terms of like you know, maybe he's not guilty. Maybe he is a grieving, uh, a grieving son, you know, grieving his mother and, and a grieving brother, grieving Paul. And obviously he lost his father. I, I just don't know anymore. But all I know is that the media is really not paying any attention um, to, you know, these two potential suspects. So and I, I think it's because it's, it doesn't sell their narrative of the Murdoch family, you know, completing this whole Murdoch cycle, right, of of Buster Murdoch being as evil as the rest of his family. So in my opinion, I don't think that you're going to see a lot of um, information about uh, this tip until, you know, it's it's really come to a head or they can really prove it. So I guess we'll, we'll wait and see, but yeah, in my opinion, they're going to push this, push this to the side because it doesn't sell only the Murdoch sell. Um, but I, you know, I continue to, to pray for Sandy Smith and, and everything that she's going through. And, and one other thing I kind of thought of, um, I really, it, Everything did not point to a hit and run for Stephen's death. His shoes were still on. If you didn't know, his cell phone was found. There was not a crack in his cell phone. And um, yes, he did have uh, gashes on the side of his head. Now, if the mirror, the review mirror, was was somehow broken, I'm not sure. It could something have been like could could the mirror could that have hit him on the side of the head? I, I don't know. I don't. Would that cause a gash? Like it's it doesn't really add up to me. Um, but again, that's my opinion, and I just have a podcast. I don't have any training in uh in you know a law background or anything having to do with the, the medical field. So yeah, that's just me. So um anyway, I will keep everybody updated on you know my findings. Right now, I am in the middle of writing um an article about this, um, about Stephen Smith and what we know and why his death is connected to the Murdoch. So that should be published either, um, end of this week or by early next week. So, you know, I'll share that, but if you have anything to add, please email me at lauren at magicshack.com. Um, I'm happy to look into whatever you send me about, you know, Epstein or about, uh, Stephen Smith. But yeah, all right. I hope you like this this general format <laughs> of just me talking and updating you guys on everything. If you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple. And um, I'll be back at the end of the week with another episode. <laughs>